Thank you for listening to the First Christian Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to all of our Sunday morning sermons. Be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a sermon. Enjoy today's message. John, welcome or welcome back to our online community content. If you would, after this episode, go ahead and take a moment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you can also visit our website, fccbrazil.org, where you can find all of our podcasts and any other online community content that we post. But most of all, I hope that you find this next presentation inspiring to lead you to a loving father, a caring community, and a life-changing faith. Enjoy. Let's try that again. Are you in? I'm in. All right. We're in a series called I'm In. And last week we're talk- we talked about being invited into the kingdom of God. And today you are going to be invaluable. Say, I'm invaluable. Don't act so excited about that. It's like, oh, don't force me to say anything. Say it again. I'm invaluable. Next week, we're going to talk about being influential for the kingdom of God. Say, I'm influential. And finally, the last week of our series of being I in is I'm invested in the kingdom of God. Say, I'm invested. Thank you. If you're new to us today, if this is your first time, we're so glad you're here. We kind of do some crazy things with our series, I preach until the idea is done, and that's normally three to four weeks, and we're kind of always in a series. If you're online with us today, our online community, it's not as good as being here, but we're thankful you are with us this morning. So I'm in, and you are invaluable, you are important, you are a part of the kingdom of God, God created you, He has a purpose for your life. Invaluable means priceless, indispensable, irreplaceable. It does not mean not valuable. In fact, invaluable means that you're even more valuable because God created you. Now, some of you might need some convincing this morning. You're kind of looking at me, come on, come on. In fact, there was a a young lady that I talked to this week that I had to say, you know, you are loved, you are valuable, you are important, your voice matters, you need to speak up. You need to tell us what you want because you're valuable. Jesus told a story, a parable about a hundred sheep. He had 99, or the shepherd had 99, but what did he do? He went out and looked for that one lost sheep because it mattered to him just like you matter to god and you were made you were created to make a difference wherever you are whatever you are doing you are important you're valuable to god and you are to make a difference the biggest lie many people believe is in church is this if i weren't here If I wasn't here, it wouldn't matter. And that's just simply not true. Everybody is important in the kingdom of God. 
This morning we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, and Paul writes to the Corinthian church, which was a pagan church. There were very noble and very rich and very educated people in, in the city of Corinth, but there were also many who had been slaves and were impoverished physically and also spiritually. And so he's writing to a broad audience, much, might, much like we might be today. But let's look at verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 12. It says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Now I want to play a little game with you this morning. I'm trying to think. We played this game before, and I'm going to kind of test your memory, but I'm going to add some new information for you. Okay? Now, do you know what a group of elephants is called? Not a herd. It's a parade. Do you know what a group of cobras is called? These are cobras, the snakes, you know, it is scary. <laughs> That's close. It's called a quiver. Because if you see a group of cobras, what might you do? You might quiver. Now, let me ask you this, and be careful. Careful. You know, what would you call a group of donkeys? And remember, you're in church. Actually, that's called a drove. I, I kind of like this one. You know what you call a group of giraffes? This is, this is one of my favorites. You call a group of giraffes a tower. And I want to, somebody in first service started heckling me about this time. Said, really, you get paid for this? I said, yeah, I do. I'm happy about it. Last one. Do you know what you call a group of zebras? Group of zebras. This is hard for me to say. I guess the Z sound as you're speaking is kind of difficult. You call, what do you say? Somebody? Anybody? I heard anybody in the uh, Mustafa clan. Nobody said anything? All right, you call a group of zebras a zeal, Z-E-A-L, a zeal. Isn't that cool? I kind of feel like a, a zeal now. Do you know what you call a person who surrendered to Christ? What do you call them? A Christian, a disciple of Christ, a follower of Jesus. What do you call a group of Christians? A church? You might call them the assembly of God, but you call them the body of Christ. And we are a part, if you are a believer in Christ, you are a part of the body of Christ. And if you notice that one animal doesn't have a very significant name, maybe it does, but when you, when you call it something as a group, it's something greater. And that's what we are when we are in the body of Christ. You are an invaluable part of the body of Christ. Do you realize that? The most, I think, the most important, the most vibrant, the most impactful, powerful organization, corporal body in the world that's withstood the test of time, tyranny, and, and persecution. It has stood, and it will forevermore until Jesus returns. And you've got to realize that every part of the body matters. You matter to God. Every part 
matters to God. And the Apostle Paul continues this idea, idea in 1 Corinthians 12. He says in verses 14 through 17, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, and that would not make it any less of the body. Now, if your foot would say to your hand, you know, I'm not important, I, you know, I just don't feel included, would you cut your, hand, your, your foot off? No, because you've got a talking foot, right? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong, or I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? Because your eye can't smell. And if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? Now, I... When I was dating, and that's been a while ago, I've been married for quite a while, I probably never used this line, boy, boy, you have beautiful ears. Never use that. Now I use the, boy, you, I mean, boy, you have beautiful eyes. And, and when we have a conversation, we don't go ear to ear, we go eye to eye, even though we're speaking to each other, correct? And... The, the hills don't have ears, the hills have eyes, and you don't have bedroom ears, you have bedroom eyes. Right? And so, every part of your body is important. Is there a part of your body that you think is unnecessary or unwanted that, that you would want any one of us to cut off from you? And you would say, no, we, we want to hang on to all of it. But some of you walk around, and I know people that walk around and say, I'm not that important. I really don't matter. My opinion doesn't count. I don't have a voice. I'm just little old me. And I am not important. That's not the message that Paul is stating here, and not the message that Jesus gave us that, He gave his life for you. He gave his life for me that we might know him. Now, Paul continues on in this this chapter 12, verse 22, he says, On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Now, I think everybody has at least one hand. And I can't remember the term for being able to do this with your thumb. Does anybody know what that is? It's amba something or other. No, it's not ambidextrous. It's amba what? Hypermobile. I thought it was amba something, but it's not. I know ambidextrous, but there's another one because it separates us from all the other primates and beasts. Opposable. That starts with an O, doesn't it? It doesn't start with an A. Opposable. That's an opposable thumb. Thumb's kind of important. Now, your, your index finger is kind of important. You use that to point and play like you have a gun. Your middle finger, I'm not going to turn it around and show you because that doesn't have a lot to do with the glory of God. But your, your ring finger, I know some people are going to get married this next summer or this coming summer. And, you know, that ring finger is pretty important, especially when you carry a large rock and it, you might probably, probably drags the ground because it's so heavy. Something like that. But your pinky finger, your pinky finger doesn't get a lot of play, does it? 
And if you had to choose a finger to cut off, you probably would choose your pinky finger, right? Would you? Sure. No, I'm getting some no's. Okay. Do you know that your pinky finger gives you 50% of your hand strength? It doesn't just go wee, wee, wee all the way home. It's, it's important. You wouldn't want to cut that off, that piece of the body. Now, in the back of your neck, down your throat, I should say, in the, there's a little dingly thing. You know what that's called? It's called the uvula. Balcony, you follow me there? Uvula. Say that with me. That's kind of fun to say. Uvula. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's a little dingly thing. Tom's giving me the head shake. Okay. Do you know, do you know that the uvula produces, like, over the period of your life, almost two swimming pools full of, of saliva? That's pretty cool. So if you ever want to fill a swimming pool, you know what to do. Now, you may not think that's very important, but for me to speak today, I have to produce saliva to be able to talk. And so do you. So the uvula, even though you might not even think about it, you might not even know what that little dingly thing was in the back of your throat. It's kind of important. Now, last one. Now, probably, if you were thinking about a body part today that you would be in the body of Christ, you probably wouldn't think about this. But have you ever thought about armpit hair? I'm serious now. Armpit hair, you know what armpit hair is there for? Now, ladies might reconsider some some of the things that you do. Armpit hair. It is a way to to spread the smell, and also it's an attractant to maybe a potential mate. And so you need armpit hair. It's important. So I'm just demonstrating to you that I'm I'm kind of watching my sign lady. How do you do the armpit hair thing? (laughs) Okay, you spell it. Okay, you spell it. All right. So, some of you were going, like that. I saw you. I saw you. But, but every part is important. And Paul continues this conversation. Here's what he says. He says in verse 27, he says, Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Every person is important. Sometimes what you do is not as visible as what other people do. And, and some of you are prayer warriors, and we have a prayer group that prays. And a lot of things that happen, the supernatural, cool stuff that happens around here is because people are praying. The, the good things that happen aren't accidental. They aren't random. It's because God is moving. And it's because the Spirit of God is there. And, and He is working. And so even though you may not see them up on the stage, they're praying. And, and some of you speak into other people's lives, those around you, and just an encouraging word can be so, so important. I can remember a couple of ladies that drug a, a group of teenagers, and it was called a Bible Bowl team, and they went all over the place. And those ladies made a difference in my life because that's where I connected with the body of Christ, really, as a teenager. And then I had some youth pastors that, that, that connected me. But, but I had a friend, because I was on the Bible team, that was a lifeguard at Camp Ileana who invited me to go spend the summer working there with him. And because of that, I was encouraged to go into ministry, and I felt the calling because of that person who gave me a nudge. And so some of you are, are the mouth 
of God that you need to speak into those around you as you are led by the Spirit. Some of you are there to listen and simply listen to people and hear them. Others of you are there to encourage and to help. There's all different types of ways of making a difference for, for the kingdom of God. And they're not all visible. They're all important. Just because they're not visible doesn't mean it's not important, I should say. And so I just want to encourage you that the things that you do for the glory of God, you may, people may never know the impact, but you have impact. And so I just want to remind you who, who you are. You are created in the image of God. You're not random. You have purpose. There is a plan. If you're in Christ, you have the Spirit of God dwelling within you. You are chosen. You are called. You are loved. You are the beloved. That is who you are in Christ. And you have power in Christ to do His will. That is who you are as a member of the body, the most powerful organization in the world. And what happens if you aren't engaged in the body of Christ? What happens if, the, if you have a body part and it doesn't function? It doesn't do its job. Number one, something God wants to be done isn't being done. It won't happen unless you engage, unless every one of us engage. And second is this. It makes the rest of the body work harder and is trying to get an eye to do what a ear can do. It's trying to get a foot to do what a hand can do. It, it's somewhat possible, but it's not nearly as effective. It's not, it's not what it's designed to do. There are a lot of things I'm not good at. You could ask my wife. And, and there's a lot of things you're not good at, but there are some things you are really, really good at. And those are things that you need to do. But, but some of you are sitting there and saying, but Chris, you don't know my past. What about my past? I've messed up. I've been in jail. I've been addicted. I've, I've been divorced. I've, you just don't know. I have some dark spots in my past. And you've got to realize that your past doesn't disqualify you. It prepares you for ministry. Some of you have testimonies that only you can give, only stories that you can share to say, I've been there, I've done that, and this is how Christ has transformed me. He's given you a testimony. And you see, it's not really about your ability, or, or I wouldn't be standing in front of you today, honestly. Because it's not about ability, it's about your availability, and, and, and He will transform you. If you focus on Him, you focus on Him and follow Him, He will change you into being what you need to be, because He will transform you. It, we just have to cooperate. We just have to be available. And are you placing yourself, making yourself available to God and saying, here I am, this is all I am, I give myself to you. I'm, I'm the clay, Lord, you're the potter, mold me, make me, move me, change me. And we don't like that word change, 
But when he changes us, he makes us a better us, a better me, a better you. You're still there. Make me mold me. You see, your presence matters. Your presence in the body matters. Your worship matters. We can't do it without you. God placed you here. You have have purpose. He has a plan. He has a ministry only you can do. You got to stop and think what is really possible? What is really possible? I mean, what if every one of you encouraged someone and that made a difference in their lives? What if somebody stopped and listened to someone when they were telling a story about what they were going through and really listened in? What if, what if uh, you know, teenage girls had a place to go when they were pregnant in the local body of Christ, not just at Crisis Pregnancy Center? What about the kids that are unwanted and neglected? And, and, you know, maybe you're called to foster or adopt. Some of you would be really good at it. Not all of us would be really good at it, but some of us. But everyone matters. I was over at my, our daughter's house last night, and our, our granddaughter, Little Red, I call her, Jordan, has had the flu. She was sick before Christmas. She's sick after Christmas, and, and she's hating it because she's got a big screen TV. They've got her quarantine in a room, but she's got a big screen TV and an iPad. And she doesn't want to go back to school. And I'm not supposed to touch her love on her, but you know what? I got in her bed, and I laid down beside her and said, boy, I missed you. I love you. It's not the same without you. You're important. You're valuable to me. Don't you feel that way about your kids and your grandkids? Yeah. That's, that's where we are. That's how God feels about you. You know, when he goes out for that one and leaves the 99, it's not because he doesn't love the 99. It's because he loves the one as much as the 99. And we were all and have been that one, haven't we? And he's gone out and got us and brought us back. You're invaluable to God because he created you, he called you, he chose you, and he loves you. Will you please stand as I pray?